What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Judge your boy and rate with Michigan State of Mind. I am your host, per usual. Shout out to Blue Wire Pods for picking me up. I really appreciate it, per usual, as well. Michigan State's Joey Hauser, your boy, is not going to be eligible this year. So I'm so glad that that whole saga is over. Now Joey Hauser can move on. Now Michigan State can move on. And, uh, it sucks, you know. It's a it's a, it's a huge blow to Michigan State, I believe. Um, but at the same time, I know that Kithier and Malik Hall have a big sigh of relief because they've been playing really, really well. I'm going to see if they still have that edge, though. That's going to be really interesting. Do they still have that edge? Because they've been playing with an edge, as you know, right around right around when uh, Hauser went back to the NCAA and he had that meeting. You know, right around that time. I mean, you know, they've been. They've been playing well throughout this entire appeal process. Now that the hammer's down, we're going to see if they still play with that edge. Um, that's going to be interesting. The NCAA is trash, like low-key. No, high-key, they are trash. You know, based on what they're doing with Wiseman, that's complete garbage. Like, how, how are you going to find how are you gonna find a student athlete? Like, like, someone tried to say it's not finding. I'm like, yes, it is. You have to pay ten, what, eleven thousand five hundred or something like that to a charity? Like, what is this? The NFL? Like, like, what is really going on here? Like, why isn't that money going back to Penny? Like, why is it going to some charity? Like that that does not make sense to me whatsoever. And I think it's total BS. But the NCA is trash, bro. Trash. Trash and they're coming and they're gonna go down soon. They're they're gonna go down soon. Uh, I don't know who's gonna do it, but they're gonna be taken down very very soon. So you got Hauser, who could have circumvented this whole thing. Like, like if he had, if he had said that he declared for the NBA draft, and he tried to go back to Marquette, but they didn't have a scholarship for him, he would have been eligible this year. Like, how stupid is that? Like, that's what people should start doing. Say you're going to go to the NBA. Don't, don't say you're going to transfer. Don't say that. Don't say you're you're going to transfer. Say that you're declaring for the NBA draft, right? And then once it's passed a certain amount of time, say you're going to go back to college, and then you couldn't get back into the school that you want to that you just came from is because they no longer have any scholarships. That's what the dude at Kansas did. Quinn Grimes went to the NBA draft, decided he didn't want to be there. So he went back to Kansas, quote unquote, and announced that he would have gone back to Kansas, but Kansas didn't have any scholarships to offer him. So what did he do? He is now playing at Houston where he is now fully eligible and he is starting and he is one of their main players. So he could have circumvented just by doing something like that. Um, the NCAA is so garbage, bro. Like, you're going to allow – I mean, I'm a Michigan guy, but, I mean, what was the reasoning to allow Shea Patterson eligible right away? eligibility right away? What was the reasoning to allow little itty-bitty – Toy Soldier, Tate Martell, like, 
like, why did you allow him eligibility right away? Why did you allow Justin Fields to be at Ohio State and play football right away? Like, it's it's all – it's total BS. Like, the NCAA reminds me of the MHSA. Like, they're – like, they have dinner all the time because the MHSA is complete garbage. They're complete garbage. MHSA is out here getting fooled by these parents and these kids who want to – Play the system. Nothing wrong with that. But they're out here playing the system, acting like they're moving to this place or that place, or they have an apartment that's temporary, so they quote-unquote moved just so their kid can play right away or they can play by MLK Day. And then you have other kids who just want a change in scenario. It's not even about basketball, but just want a change in scenario because where they are, they don't feel like they were growing as kids. You have people like that out here who have to sit a full year. You will never get high school again. And they're out here sitting a full year for what? Like they're abiding by the rules and they have to sit a full year. But because they didn't try to play the system, they have to suffer. But those who play the system, they get to play and do whatever they want to do. You know, the MHSAA is asking for So anyone who's out here who's playing the MHSAA system, keep playing it. Because if you don't, they will screw you over. NCAA, it's the same exact thing. So before these kids, if you're listening to this, kids or parents, grown-ups, inner circles, Please take notes here. Stop just transferring. Look at past transfer results. See what they did. And all you have to do is copy it. Because they because they can't. Because it's just like bringing up, like if you're a lawyer, like you're bringing up a former case. Like you're bringing up a, like a former case where it's like, hey, you know, this has already been set as a, as a precedent. Now we're currently in the same situation. How are you going to let this happen, but you're going to come down on my client harder and total opposite of what happened before? There's a precedent that's being set out here. All you got to do is follow that same blueprint. If Hauser really took his time, he could have been eligible this year. He could have been eligible for sure. But he was so adamant about getting out of Marquette and transferring right away. If he had done this the right way, he could have been eligible this year for sure. And there would have been no denying it whatsoever. He would have been eligible in like September or October. Not, you know, you don't have to get your third appeal here at the end of November. But either way, it would have been really interesting to see how Hauser would have fit with the current group. Um Spartan Ave, Spartan Avenue, um, tweeted out a potential starting lineup for next year for Michigan State. You you can go to his page. Um, you 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 guys know him on Twitter, Spartan Avenue FS, I believe. Um, you can go go to his Twitter and you know see what he said. But. Next year is going to be a little bit of a cluster. Tillman is the only real question mark about will he return or not. And it's not about, it's not about, you know, is he ready? Um, it comes down to, well, he has a, well, he has a, he has a family for those who don't know. Uh, I believe he has a wife. Uh, they just got married this past summer, I want to say. Um, and he has one or two kids. I don't know. I'm not sure what their support system is there on campus or around the school or in East Lansing, if he has family around or he has, um, you know, I'm not sure what his support is to be able to come back for his senior year. Uh, I'm not sure if he's adamant about leaving and going to make money for his family. I don't know where he stands with that. So for this exercise, I'm going to act like he has a support for him and he doesn't have to leave right away. 
where he says, I'm going to get my degree. If I graduate early, I'm going to go ahead and start up my master's degree and come back to school for my senior year. So keep this in mind. This year and last year, um, Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo has played seven guys, seven guys, 19 or more minutes. So to think about that, think about that. So whenever you're, whenever you're going through, whenever you're going through rosters, whenever you're going through, you know, who's going to start next year, who's going to play next year, no matter who your team is, whether it's Michigan or Michigan State, um, you need to look at, you know, how are the minutes dispersed? You know what I mean? How how are the minutes being dispersed based on what this coach does and based on this coach's history? You know, you have to pay attention to that. You have to. Next year, you're looking at if we if we include Tillman, you're looking at 12 legit, well, 11 kind of, 11-ish, legit guys who can play. So next year you have Rocket Watts, Aaron Henry, Malik Hall, Joey Hauser, Matty Sissoko, A.J. Hoggard, Gabe Brown, Foster Lawyer, Julius Marble, Kithier, and then Bingham. And then you have Tillman. That's 12 guys right there. 12 guys. Remember, Izzo, seven guys, 19 or more minutes. Who are Who's going to be the seven? I'm going to go through now. So Aaron Henry is for sure going to be one of, the, one of the seven. Malik Hall is going to be one of the seven. Um, Joey Howard is going to be one of the seven. I don't see him sitting Gabe Brown because I think, you know, I think he's the second or third best pro on this roster. Now, do I think he's like talent wise? Eh, but pro, he could, he could do a couple things. He can shoot. He could play defense. He's long and lengthy. He's very athletic. Six, seven. Like all, like all, the the only thing he needs to do next is, can he show that he could put the ball on the deck, make one or two combo moves, and create his own? If he could do that, he could be a first round draft pick. <coughs> Which sounds crazy, but like, like Gabe Brown is probably second or th- second or third. Uh, all right, then I'm gonna go to Kithier. Izzo loves Kithier because Kithier is. A yes man. He's gonna do exactly what coach wants. So 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 far that's six guys: Henry, Malik Hall, Hauser, Gabe Brown, and Kithier. So then you have Rocket Watts, AJ Hoggard. Bingham's gonna be is in his in his third year. Marble's gonna be in his second year. Lawyer's gonna be in his third year. Rockets Rocket is going to be in his second year after starting his freshman year. So I'm going to go with Watts. But AJ Hogger is going to be ready. Like that Duke of Hoop, he's going to be ready. I mean, I don't know what he's I don't know like there's going to be some attrition. Uh, I think some guys are going to be asked to choose another program. Um or they're just going to s- just sit and not play. Um, and I think a lot – and these guys are so capable. This is going to be interesting the way that uh, Izzo and his staff really iron this one out. Uh, I'm really glad Spartanav brought that up because you're looking at, you know, 12 legit players who all does – who probably – Maddie. I don't think he'll play right away because he'll be behind Kithier. He'll be behind 
Uh, I believe he'll be behind Marvel. He's going to be behind Hauser and um, uh, Hall. So that's going to be that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. That's going to be really interesting next year, man. In my opinion, in my opinion, I think I think Hogger's going to start. I mean, if y'all haven't seen this kid play, he is legit. And I think just from a standpoint of just toughness, the standpoint of talent, and just the standpoint of attitude, I think he's gonna. I think he has a chance to start next year. Um, he's gonna start Aaron Henry. I think he's gonna start Malik Hall next year. He's gonna start Hauser next year. Which this makes me think, and he may go with Julius. Mar- he may go with Julius, or he may go with Kithier at the five. That second group is going to be really, really good. I mean, if you're a Michigan State person and and you're listening to this, like, you know, give me your top seven because I would love to see it. Your top seven is going to be based on who's going to get 19 minutes or more. There's only so many minutes that can really go that can go around here. Give me your top seven out of Watts, Henry, Hall, Hauser, Sissoko, Hoggard, Brown, Lawyer, Marble, Kithier, Bingham, and Tillman. That's that's assuming everyone returns. Give me your top seven. Uh, I will be very happy to look at that. Um, Michigan Hoops, they play Houston Baptist here coming up. Um, It it, kind of sucks, it being the non-conference season. Because during the conference, you have like two games like sometimes three games every eight or nine days, but this sucks, man. It's November, and Houston Baptist. By the way, I'm streaming tomorrow on Mixer. It's gonna be on BTN Plus. So if you go out there and you pay for BTN Plus and you want to listen to whoever is doing their thing, whatever, do your thing. If you want to come on to BTN Plus and you want to you know, hang out with me, your boy, and hang out with everyone else. Come, please chill and socialize. Uh, I'm going to live react that game. Houston Baptist is 0-3. By the way, it's Mixer.com slash AntWright if you want to follow me on Mixer for the game tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Houston Baptist is winless. They are 0-3. They have not won a game. They've lost to Tulsa by 8 They've lost at Oral Roberts by 14. They've lost to Texas Tech. Sorry if that triggers both fan bases. I apologize. They lost to Texas Tech by almost uh, 30, um, 103 to 74. Um, then they had like a nine-day, like a nine-day layoff until they come to play Michigan. Which is going to be really interesting. You know, having nine days off before your next game that kind of sucks. Um, but at the same time, you can get a lot. You can, you can get a lot of work done, a lot of personal work done. So we'll see if they come in hot. You know, a lot of times you you end up getting up a lot of shots. You come in hot. Everything is uh, you know, everything is flowing. Maybe a little bit rusty. Maybe a little bit winded. So we'll see if Michigan can uh, keep that keep that pace up. But then you got Michigan. They're going to play against Houston Baptist tomorrow. But then they got then it then it then it gets hot. Then it gets hot next Wednesday. They got at Iowa State. That's going to be at noon, which I will be streaming for y'all on Mixer because I know a lot of people are going to be at work. A lot of people are going to be at school. Whatever your boys got you. Don't worry about it. Uh, that's going to be at Iowa State. Well, not at Iowa State. It's going to be in the Bahamas, like Battle of Atlantis. It's it's going to be there. Um, Iowa State, and then they're going to play. Uh, they should win that game. Then they're probably going to play North Carolina, and that's going to be interesting. North Carolina just played Elon, and they won by only 14 points. So I'm not like that transition that – that whole thing, that's not what I do. But at the same time, it shows you that North Carolina is going to be beatable. They have a freshman point guard named Cole Anthony who was very, very good. Um, 
very good roster, and, you know, who knows? If Michigan comes and plays their A game, they can find themselves in the championship game versus Gonzaga, um, which they probably will lose to because Gonzaga is really freaking good. Um, but either way, going down there and going 2-1 will be great, will be huge, be huge. Then you come back and then you play Louisville that Tuesday, December 3rd, you're on the road. Louisville is ranked number two right now. That's going to be a big game. And then three days later, you got Iowa. And then five days later, you got Illinois. And then they're just right into it. Then they got three days later, they got um, they got Oregon. Oregon's in the number eleven right now. They, ha- you know, we're going to see where this team is uh, from now until December fourteenth. And you're going to know exactly what to expect going forward. Now, I know Franz is out. I know Wagner's out. I get it. I know he's out. But at the same time, you need to understand that what's going to happen is that when he comes back, the dynamic and the chemistry is going to change again. And the team's going to have to relearn themselves and have to hoop Yes, he's going to be a positive addition, but when there is addition, there needs to be a subtraction somewhere. He is going to take minutes from DeJulius. He's going to take minutes, maybe even Simpson. He's going to take minutes from um, Brooks, and he's going to probably take all of the minutes from Nunez. Nunez needs to come out over these next two weeks and hoop like he's never hooped before, or he is not going to get back into this rotation once Franz Wagner comes back, and that will be very, very unfortunate for him. So the holidays are almost here, and you know what that means. Gifts. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right? Unlike most brands, untucked shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untucked shirts always fall at that just right length, no matter his size, so he looks casual and sharp. So my frustrations with you know shirts, like I am a six six dude, and you know I I never get like the perfect shirts like fall the right way. Um, un untuck it's not bad at all, man. I really I really like the way that it, like I'm a big dude, like six six dude like if y'all are out there and y'all are i mean if y'all are six five and six six this is a great product for you if you're one of those guys who you can walk into any store and everything is your size this is also perfect for you as well too uh with more than 50 plus fit combinations untucked shirts look great on tall short slim and athletic guys of all ages um it just fits me really really well man um, you can find your favorite Untucket style online or check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. You can choose from styles like link, like uh, wrinkle-free button-down, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untucket, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And the website is easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuckit is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com and promo code B-L-U-E, that's BLUE, for 20% off. Yo, what's up? It's your boy. I'm back. Ant right here with the Michigan State of Mind. I have a guest on today, Noah, who is who has a podcast called The Hoosier Sound via the website Indiana HQ. Noah, thanks for joining me today, man. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, so let's get right into it. You guys are seven and three this year. I mean, the the three losses. I mean, Ohio State was a blowout, but outside of that one. The Michigan State game was winnable. Penn State was winnable. You're pretty much like one possession away from being what, like nine and one right now. Mm-hmm. Did you guys expect this going in, or did fans expect this? Like, is this just like a huge shock, or kind of what's what's been what's been happening? 
No, no, this is definitely a complete shock, especially this year. Because first, when you when you talk about Indiana football, especially the last 20 to 25 years, you think of a team that usually wins one, two, three, four, maybe five games. If lucky, they get into a bowl game, uh, scraping by at six wins for the entire season. And, and you've got Kevin Wilson a few years ago that's been able to turn the program around. Tom Allen as the defensive coordinator comes in. He's able to take over as head coach a few years ago. This is his third season. And when you have a, especially in football, when you've got so many, um, you got to wait for the the upcoming classes to come in. And then you really got to wait for an impact three, maybe four, if not five years to see kind of what these, these head coaches are starting to do. And this is year three of Tom Allen. His, his own recruits are really young freshmen, sophomores. um, And, this was supposed to be a, a rebuilding year. So in Indiana's games this year, we were thinking maybe four, maybe five wins because you got the three non-conference games where for Indiana was um, still easy. And then, and then you got Rutgers, so there's four wins. But then before the season happened, you've still got playing in the Big Ten East, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, all those teams for Indiana football is usually an automatic loss. And then you've got a, a team with Maryland that has been um, streaky, but they can still get hot. It's at Maryland, so you never know. you got at Nebraska, Indiana's never plays well, 80, 90-plus thousand people, especially going to Nebraska for the first time in the Big Ten. You think that's a loss. Northwestern, as weird as it was winning the Big Ten West last year, you think Northwestern <laughs> was still going to be... You think Northwestern's still going to be pretty good this year. So really, all in all, Indiana fans were expecting five, maybe six wins this year. And to come in and start out at 7-2, and and they're they're bowl eligible in mid-November. And again, I'll keep going back to this is not – this is not like Michigan or Michigan State where you're bowl eligible usually in October. Um, You've got to wait till uh, – Indiana being bowl eligible in in October was just – it's something that's never happened since – 1993 that, that that's how long ago oh, geez. yeah that's how long ago indiana football has been um doing this well at, at the beginning of the season and they've just been um taking care of business they're always able to be in games but they're this year they're finally overturning it and this was supposed to be the rebuilding year for long story short for for your answer this was supposed to be the rebuilding the rebuilding year um, right. Four, maybe five wins next year is when they're going to start putting the, 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 the rubber to the road, start getting five, six, seven wins. And so this year is a complete shock. Everyone in um, – th- this this is a surprise to everyone. Right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is last year – is that when Purdue and Indiana were both five and six and winner was bowl eligible, loser was not? Yep, I believe that was the past two seasons, actually. Both of them and really? Purdue won both games. Really? Yep. I didn't even know that. I didn't yep. know that. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I hate Purdue, man. Yes. Uh, well, th- I th- hate Purdue. There's something we can I don't like Purdue. <laughs> I don't uh, like or, Purdue at all. No. no. <laughs> like, their coach, um, not even a coach, he's like he's like on staff. So, like, like two years ago, roughly, this guy starts running his mouth. Because he came from Ohio State and went to Purdue, starts running his mouth, talking about, I ain't never lost to y'all, blah, 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 whoop, whoop, whoop. Just word vomit, right? They've been like, mm-hmm. they've, they, they've been like 40, per, they've had like a 40% winning percentage ever since. And I love mm-hmm. it. Every time mm-hmm. they lose, an angel gains its wings, I swear. Every single time, man. I just can't stand. I can't stand West Lafayette. I thought it was one of the most boring towns going. It was just, (laughs) eh. Oh my gosh. Just everything. Your fans will definitely appreciate all of that. Yeah. It's, yep. Last two years, (laughs) last two years, both teams, five and seven. uh, Purdue gets the upper hand. That's what made it worse for Indiana fans. And then this year, oh, it's it's the complete opposite. Purdue fans are that we, you know, it's a good year when the only thing Purdue fans can say is that they're they're just like, oh, basketball. Purdue would be no. They're they even for their football right now. They're saying what? Oh, with, with with Indiana's schedule, they they they'd have eight nine wins if 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 not undefeated type of thing. They're it's in the like, Big Ten uh, West. Exactly. What are you so. talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. What are you talking about? You're in the exactly. West. You have no excuses whatsoever. Nope. Get out of here. 
Nope. Get and out then, of here, man. You can even talk about basketball, and they've lost a few games this year already. So, um, <laughs> true. So. <laughs> also true. Did they lose at home to uh, uh, Texas? Right. Yeah, they did. Which is still not a bad opponent, but nevertheless, it's it's still nice to see Purdue with, with an L. Next I don't team. know. George Georgetown is shellacking Texas right now by twenty. That's, that's Georgetown true. lost lost to Penn lost to Penn that's State. True. Man. That is true. So. Yeah, end of second. They lost by 16 points. They got whipped. Um, so the QB situation, um, mm-hmm. is Penix is Penix out? Penix is uh, completely out for the season. He has been for a few weeks now. Peyton Ramsey is the sole starter for the rest of the season. And he's, I mean, he's, he's been solid. He's had, yeah. what, 10 TDs, three interceptions, yep. throwing for over 1,600 yards. I feel like he's one of those guys who's on that, like, on that contract where you just feel like they've, they're, they've never grad, they're never going to graduate ever and always yeah. be on the <laughs> yep. roster. Yep. I swear. Goodness yep. gracious. So, so he's, he's been solid. Yep. He, uh, he's been playing some snaps at QB ever since he was a, a redshirt freshman. So he's technically been around. So that's kind of where, where you said you get the, um, it feels like he's been around the program for a while and he's going to be around the program at least another year. Cause he's only a, he's a redshirt <laughs> junior. Um, uh, fun fact, his next TD, which uh, hopefully at least for us will come against Michigan on Saturday. will will be his 50th touchdown um, for, for a guy that you, you really haven't heard much of, but uh, QB situation recently, uh, last year, he, he was basically the main QB. Penix uh, was able to come in for a little bit to see, and the the amount of just sheer athleticism that we could see with Penix was just something that Hoosier fans could really get excited for right before he got injured again for uh, the, the entire season. And then coming into this year, it was a, a two-QB battle between those two. Um, they didn't announce that it was Penix was the winner all the way up until the very beginning of the season, but Penix has been in and out of injury, um, and... <laughs> He's he, he's a guy to watch out for in the future, but specifically for this week, Peyton Ramsey has been. Th- th- this kind of sums up his play. He's he's not a guy that um, you you necessarily look for right away to be your, your starting quarterback. He he's a, a, a really good backup quarterback in um, a lot of the upper tier Big Ten teams, but a guy that um, first of all, after losing his starting job, especially this day and age, when um, right after you lose your starting job and you go to backup, you hit hit the transfer portal. He did not do that. He stayed, and it has paid off, and this kind of sums everything up. Right now, Penix um, has a top 10 QBR. Peyton Ramsey's right behind him at 12th in the country for QBR. So IU has right now two quarterbacks in in the top 12 with QBR. Um, Ramsey, out of his about seven games or so, because he's been in and out of some with Penix's injury and everything, with seven games or so, 1,600 yards, um, he averages one of the, the, the top completion percentages in the Big Ten. Um, Indiana in general um, is passes the, the most yards per game in the Big Ten, and they're 14th in the country no matter which QB um, is under center. So Peyton Ramsey is a guy that, um, for all intents and purposes, you didn't think he, he'd be doing this well, but he's uh, he, he's doing real solid for, for Indiana this year. That's good. That's good, man. Noah Freeman from the website Indiana HQ HQ podcast is Hoosier Sound. Once again, Noah, thank you again for coming on here. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Peyton is, you know, he's been he's been playing well. Now, in, in order for a QB to play somewhat well, you need to have receivers. Um, is it like a one-man, two-man show, or is it like we're going to spread it around to whoever's open? Like, is there, there like six or seven guys getting three or four catches each, or is there just one or two guys who are just out there just ki- uh, killing it, getting all the all the targets and all the catches. It's a little of both. Peyton Ramsey likes to, for the most part, you'll you'll see on Saturday, you'll see a lot of um, short passes with uh, once every six, seven, eight passes a, a long bomb, which which will connect every once in a while. And when I said a little bit of both on sharing the ball in one guy, for the main part this season, Watt Fillier has been that guy for the Hoosiers. He already has 61 receptions. He's um, 863 yards, so he, he gets the ball. He can get long balls. He can get short balls. He can um, break tackles in the open field, but... 
the bad part for Hoosier fans, which um, w- which is what Indiana football fans might think could be the, the turning point for this game if Indiana's going to be able to stay close on Saturday, is that he got um, in a in a, a hit that is, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, very debatable in terms of targeting versus non-targeting this past week against Penn State. Watt Fillier is in all likelihood, this is no breaking news, this is no inside information, I'll say that right up front. This is just my personal right. opinion. I don't think... He will be playing on Saturday. He just he got hit in the head way too hard for I think um, for him to be gotcha. out there in concussion protocol. Yeah, and Indiana is not a team that will announce injuries up until you see them warming up or not on on Saturday. So um, don't you love it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so more or less, WAP has has been the main guy with guys that will get three or four catches um, all around him depending on the game. Um, but overall, you'll see a bunch of receivers. Ty Freifogel will be the guy that'll step up the most in his absence. Um, but you got a tight end, one of the best tight ends in the Big Ten, honestly. You got Peyton Hendershot, you'll see a lot. You got seniors Nick Westbrook and Donovan Hale, who were supposed to be um, the, the, the big star duo on, on the team this year, but other guys have just stepped up in his place. And then after WAP coming out, you're going to see a lot of David Ellis. So a lot of these guys are able to make plays. You're going to see the ball moving around to whoever's open. It's not going to be um, one guy that cornerbacks are going to have to focus on. There's a bunch of people that can make a bunch of different plays. With WAP out, that's probably five maybe six guys that you might see um, capable of, of making good plays. Gotcha. Now, Stevie Scott has almost 800 yards. Yep. Um, is this, is he legit? And he averages what, almost five yards a carry. Yep. Um, is he, is he like a legit horse? Is he going to be your, is he playing bully ball or is he making guys miss and he's taking off? Is he fast? Is he more slow and methodical? What is his what is his style like, and how does he impact your offense? For the most part, it, it's bully ball, run it right up your throat, um, and, and kind of make you uh, miss tackles more or less. Not necessarily running around the field, make um, juking people out, but um, he'll uh, this year. Last year was obviously his breakout year as a freshman. He was able to come in and, and do a lot for us. This year, it's kind of been a little tame, I guess, in, in terms of just the stardom but he quietly gets uh, racks up a bunch of yards at every game he's not necessarily going to be the focal point it depends on the game because you'll have a lot of games where he can rush for 100 150 yards and then sometimes depending on the offensive line because the offensive line has been injured and changing around a bunch this year it depends on how they're able to move the guys up front but he's a guy that usually you'll see running it right up the middle occasionally you'll see him go out for a pass but for the most part he'll he'll run it up and, and he'll get a bunch of yards that way gotcha so i'm just looking at your stats here your kicking team i mean it's good. no missed field goals this year yep yeah you missed missed one extra point but mm-hmm. like you haven't missed one field goal yep and if i if, if I'm, I'm not mistaken even the one missed extra point was something happened with the snap and something weird yeah right now this year logan justice man he's been awesome he's been um, he, he, and the kicks haven't even been, oh, it's, is it just going to go in? Is it just going to like, just barely squeaking by? It's been right dead center. Most of the time, just he's money kick. Yeah. Just money. He's, he's kicked a, a 50 yard field goal. He's, um, he's kicked a few within uh, 40 and 50 yards. Um, so he's kicking the long ones. He's kicking the short ones. It's going right up the middle. Um, now that I say that on a podcast, he's, he's going to miss something on Saturday, but <laughs> of um, course that's how yep, it works. Exactly. That's why yeah, I brought but, it up. Don't, don't yeah, worry exactly, about it. Exactly. Yep, there it goes. <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah. He, he's been awesome. He's yeah. <laughs> he's, he has been one of the big reasons that if you're into computer stats that, um, that the S&P Plus Indiana has had really good special teams rankings and, and is totally deserved. Logan Justice has been awesome this year. That's awesome, man. Um, so what is what is something that that you would say Michigan fans would be surprised about going into this game? And what's something that we should be looking for in this sure. game? Um, I think a lot of it, it's just kind of how the offense is is going to work. You've got a first-year offensive coordinator, Kalen DeBoer, and he is a guy that has done – he did incredible work at Fresno State in just a couple years. He, he got their team to a, a, a top-tier offensive team at Fresno State, no less, and he's come in his first year at Indiana – 
and without even getting any of his players, just working with what was already on um, on staff, on roster, and he's been able to get this offense to be, like I said earlier, the um, highest passing. They, they pass, Indiana passes for the most yards in, in the Big Ten, 14th in the country. Um, you see him, he, he's able to get a bunch of good schemes. He um, sometimes ha- has some trickery. He's 100% of the credit going to Kalen DeBoer, the offensive coordinator. He's able to, this is not your typical Indiana team. Um, you're you're going to see different things than you quite quite almost literally have ever seen from Indiana because he is, um, uh, he, you're, you're going to see Kalen DeBoer in some high capacity role within the next few years. That's how good he is doing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, he's he's completely changed this offense. Indiana has always had some weapons, but they've never been able to find a coach to actually utilize them. So that's what I would look at at first. And it's especially when Indiana gets down, this is not a team like they were in Penn State. They were down uh, 11, 12 points to Penn State. They were able to fight back into the game, which is not typical of, of this team. Um, I, I talked about the offensive line. The offensive line took two huge hits. They had three senior offensive lines starting at the beginning of the year uh, that, that, that were going to be the Rocks. Veterans, guys that have had snaps, two of them went out to season-ending injuries. So this offensive line has been an ever-rotating. Um, it, it's been something that's rotating the entire year, but they are second in the league for sacks against. So they're, they're an offensive line that can do work, but they're also prone to some um, bad games if uh, since there are some freshmen up at the front. Um, gotcha. Yep. The defense on the defensive side, they do not get a lot of interceptions, but they're one of the better teams in, in passing defense. So um, you might not see a lot of interceptions for the turnovers per se, but um, Shea Patterson's going to have to work for some of those receiving yards. A couple gotcha. other small, interesting things. This Indiana team is really they're, – they're playing with house money. They haven't won eight regular season games since 1993, and before that it was 1987. Um, and like I said, the next passing touchdown for Peyton Ramsey will be his 50th. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So if – so you guys are going to beat Purdue. So if you guys go 9-3, and three, that will be an incredible year. If you oh, yeah. if you can go if if you go nine and three, in the Big Ten East, where you have more than likely going to be the Big Ten champion and number one or two when it comes to the CFP, um, that will be huge for you guys, especially when it comes to like recruiting, because oh, yeah. recruiting wise, I mean Ohio, I mean this is the Big Ten period. It's Ohio State, and then it's Michigan and Penn State are go like. You know, one's two and one's three, one's two and one's three, mm-hmm. and then there's like a huge drop. Then you'll find like Nebraska, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Michigan State, and all that. Um, is there a lot of talent in Indiana football wise? It's uh, in terms of Do the state know? in general for like high school, yeah. high school recruits. Uh, obviously, yeah. it's not as big as you might see in like Texas and Florida and California, but they, they they've got occasionally they've um, got got some right. recruits that that can do a bunch of stuff. Well, there is a lot of talent on the Indiana roster currently that you'll see that is from Indiana. So they're for the most part without your your uh, your, your breakout players, you'll, you'll see a lot of really good role players. But I mean, a guy like David Bell on, on Purdue as 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 much of a team we, we don't really want to talk about, David Bell has been producing for Purdue this year, and he, he's a guy that, that's an indie guy. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so based on what I'm seeing on Twitter, you know, because I've got people who love to tag me on, you know, tweets to, like, <laughs> see what my thoughts are. Mm-hmm. I've been tagged on a lot of tweets with Indiana fans, like, talking a bunch of stuff, like, Saying Indiana's gonna do bad things to Michigan, blah blah blah. Very, I'm keeping it PG, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they didn't tweet bad stuff. Let's put it that way. But um, I have a sense. I have a sense that Indiana is really circling this game as a just to prove to themselves and the program and the fan base that mm-hmm. you know. You know, we need to be reckoned with as well. And at the same time, you know, you may have seen the, the uh, video, you may have not, but even Shea Patterson goes, 
Yep. I know we have one next uh-huh. week, but uh-huh. our yep. eyes are on. <laughs> I I know you've seen it, and it's been circling around. Yeah. Um, and even even Michigan fans, and I hate to admit it, but myself included, I'm just like, you know what? I like, yeah, you know what? Win or lose, just don't get hit for targeting. Yeah. <laughs> don't be injured. Because yep. we're gonna need because that game on November thirtieth is crazy dude it'll be like middle of like april and i'll have ohio state fans in my mentions going oh, I bet. off i bet going off about we kick your all the time you like you t- like you scum and the just vile stuff and it'll and it, it'll be from like a tweet from like three years ago and they will and it'll get on one of their little boards and they'll lose their freaking minds um so that game is like that it's 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 unreal. I'm I'm not sh- I mean like I'm sure the blood is bad with Indiana and Purdue, but like this is like some next level stuff. No, 100%, um, yeah. It's like some next level stuff. And I'm just like, you know, you know, if Michigan doesn't beat them this and this is the best Ohio State team I've seen in a long oh, time. Yeah. But if if Michigan doesn't beat this team, I'm looking at who they return. I'm looking at Ryan Day can beat Michigan. Two, three. If you look at their recruiting classes, it is absurd. It is like they're recruiting with Alabama right now. Like they are that freaking yep. good. And they get the right, like they get the best and the right players. They recruit very efficiently at a very high level. That is hard to do. Um, so, I, <laughs> you know, I would tweet something out, and then I will have thirty fans just beat Ohio State, and it'll have something to do with like Doritos or snack mix. It'll be just <laughs> beat Ohio State, just beat Ohio yeah. State. So, like. <sighs> The last two times Michigan has gone to Indiana, it was twenty-seven to twenty overtime, yep, uh, forty-eight overtime. to forty-one double overtime. That's the last mm-hmm. two times. And what last year was that Blizzard game, right? Yeah, was that last year? I Where think like you so. you couldn't even see the field either last year or the or in twenty seventeen or was it twenty eighteen? Thank you. I think it was, was it twenty eighteen. No, twenty seventeen. 2017 was. It was 2018. Yeah, I think it was at Michigan. Gotcha. At at that point. Yeah, I I think the that like the the Blizzard game where you could hardly see what's going on Mm -hmm. on the field. That was like 20 to 10 or something. Indiana always plays Michigan very very well. And um, so, what is your score prediction? Because I because I have mine. I need to hear yours. Okay, so I'll I'll preface all of this. This is not like like you mentioned. Indiana is able to play Michigan very well up until the, the the very end. They're able to play Michigan State usually pretty well. Ohio State, to be honest, they'll play them pretty well for the most part until the second half, and it's usually the second half in the last few years when they they start to get tired because they just don't have the amount of depth that these programs have. Their their starters are able to hang whether they they can get up for it or or their their talent is is semi close to what Michigan Michigan State Penn State Ohio State has. Um, they they just don't have the depth. So once you see the fourth quarter, that's when the score starts. To to go and Indiana is able to go down. The talk is real this year, and, and it's going to keep getting more real next year. Indiana has a legit shot. It's 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 not a a, a typical oh they, they might play up to, to their opponent type of thing. This year they they have a legit shot with the way they they are running their program. Let alone being at Indiana this year for them to win. So I'll I'll say that first. I wouldn't be surprised if Indiana won on Saturday. That being said. It has been an incredibly long time since Indiana football has beaten Michigan football. And it's and it's at that point it's that kind of thing where it's like I I just got to believe it until I see it. So I think it's going to be a really close game. Michigan fans are are, are going to be holding on uh, for dear life for for most of the game, but I think it's going to be by the end of it I even think it might be a two-score game, 31-21, Michigan pulls away. So you not only have them winning, you have them covering. So the spread is like eight and a half right now. Yep. At the moment, okay. that, that's what I have. Yep. 
Gotcha. So I am very similar in your thinking that I will not be surprised if Indiana pulls this out. Uh, Michigan is playing at a really high level right now, and I can't yep. remember the last time exactly, that I've legit yeah. I've legit said that. Um, probably 2016, I thought, and then they go into Iowa and totally crap crap their shorts. Um, but I think this team is playing at a really high level right now. They're learning their identity, but at the same time, there's something about Indiana where I don't think that they're going to cover. Um, but Michigan, I have Michigan 31 to 30, and I think it's going to come down to a last stand with Indiana driving. Yep. Um, and, and something's which, going to happen. Which yeah. which could go to Logan Justice kicking a last second field goal for Indiana. <laughs> but <laughs> if they if they get their if they miss on that, oh, I'm going to tweet you right away. Back to right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you you are totally right. Um, it's that especially adding Watt Fillier most likely being out for Indiana. That's that's the part that might just uh, push push it over the edge. I might be a little harsh gotcha. with the thirty one twenty one, but I I in the end I think Michigan's gonna pull it out. Our back seven has been playing really good. Mm-hmm. They've been playing really, really good. And for and and for you not to have, you know, WAP um, Our best guy. to, to kind of help out. Right, exactly. To not have him um and he's your best guy f- like by a mile, like it's not yep. really close. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, and we've been getting penet- we we we've been getting penetration and like been playing really really good. But at the same time, these dudes aren't really. They're just trying to get through this game. So yep. if and if Indiana wins, I think you know I'm not going to be surprised. And I think most of it is, is going to be to Michigan underestimating how good in Indiana is, but I'm not going to sit here and dismiss the fact that um, they're playing for pride right now. Like they're not going to win a Big Ten championship. They're not going to win a. They're not going to get to a CFP. So their their focus right now is going to be to finish finish strong, and part of that is to beat Ohio State. Um, they need to respect in Indiana because there's they've been playing very very well all year but i do know that their mind is not 100 percent on this game mm-hmm. um but hopefully they can focus for three and a half hours <laughs> focus <laughs> like focus on your job for three and a half hours everyone knows that they, that game is looming um but just focus do your job this weekend um and just and just just get off the field with the dub i don't care if it's two to zero 51 to 50, just get off the field with the dub, no targeting, no injuries, and we're pretty much good to go, man. Um, but yeah, Noah Freeman, thank you so much for joining. Once again, he's from the website Indiana HQ. His podcast is Hoosier Sound. Thanks for coming in, man. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's, it's a joy to be on here. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you once again. For Noah Freeman to come on from Indiana HQ podcast is Hoosier Sound. I appreciate it, man. And for real, good luck this Saturday. Um, yeah, both teams are going to need it big time. So as you guys know, if you go on to SeatGeek.com or just download the app SeatGeek, you can get $20 off of any purchase to any event, concert, or game if you use my promo code. Promo code is AntWright, A-N-T-W-R-I-G-H-T. Download the SeatGeek app, and you get $20 off of your first purchase if you use my promo code AntWright. That's A-N-T-W-R-I-G-H-T. I'm glad you guys listen in. Talk to you soon.